Yo, 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 what is up, party people? My name is Sage Lewis. I am here. Thanks to WMVU, Many Voices United. WMVU, Many Voices United. Uh, puts me on their radio show every Saturday at 1. Gives me some podcast space, and I'm very thankful for that. Because I'm cheap, and I don't like paying for my own podcast space. <laughs> you know what my favorite food is? Free food. Free food. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to a party tonight. I'm all excited. What are they going to have? What kind of food are they going to have that I didn't have to pay for or make? I love it. I love it. <laughs> Man, I woke up, I don't know, this morning, yesterday morning. Uh, literally thinking about what it was going to be like being mayor of Akron. That was my, I mean, I was there. I was in the, the office and I'm like, holy crap, what have I done to myself? I get myself in a lot of situations. Like when I, I imagine, like, like my life, I don't know if your life is like this, but in my life, I find myself strapped into a roller coaster. Do you know, like, you go you go on a roller coaster, and you're really nervous, and you could back out that whole time you're in line, you're right there, but man, they put you in that car, and those bars come over your head, and you're in. You're in. You're going for a ride. <laughs> and I end up like that in my life so often so often you know right now I'm being sued by the city because I put homeless people I had the audacity to want to shelter a homeless person when will I learn when will I learn I got lawsuits putting out uh, requesting the Ohio Supreme Court listen to our case I get myself in more predicaments. <laughs> and then you can't get out of them. You're like, holy shit. Man. I had 30. I don't know. They said I had 30 people on my property. I don't think it was 30 tents. I, I, I thought it was like 21. I don't really care. If they say it was 30 tents, fine. 30 tents. I don't really, really actually care uh, how many... Um, tense it was. In fact, like, if they want to say 30, I'll go with 30. Um, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. They're wrong. In every possible way, they are wrong and I am right. It's not debatable. <laughs> It's not debatable whether or not what I'm doing is wrong. It's not. Um, and the reason it's not debatable is because they're doing nothing. Okay? Nothing is the only wrong answer. Everything else is debatable. 
If Hitler were here, he'd be like, we must exterminate them. It would be debatable. It would be debatable whether or not Hitler was right or wrong about exterminating homeless people. Uh, let's see. What do communist regimes do with homeless people? Let's see. Uh, let's see. What was being homeless like in the USSR? Let's see. There was no place for homelessness in the land of widespread social equality, which is now propaganda presented, uh, which is how propaganda, propaganda presented the Soviet Union to the world. The existence of homelessness simply did not fit in with the image of an idyllic utopia. The reality, however, was far uh, more bleak. Stalin outlaw, outlawed poverty. In the early days after the revolution, the prevailing view was the homeless and poor would in time disappear as a sad remnant of the old regime. As soon as the Soviets were done building a welfare state, the Bolsheviks even kept statistics of the issue, and the 1926 census counted some 133,000 individuals begging on the streets. The beggars turned out to almost always be homeless. The fact is, this fact is noteworthy because we see that the problem was being given attention. It was studied. Brilliant pieces of research then came out about poverty, the motives, the causes, and content of this social strategy, says Elena Zabkova, senior researcher of the Russian Academy of Sciences Institute of Russian History. The new rule then took steps to combat that poverty. It began with small pension schemes for select categories of people so insignificant they didn't even touch the survival minimum and employment assistance. Meanwhile, entire strata of Russian society, such as the form of the privileged, were simply refused help. It became obvious that the fight against poverty isn't going as swiftly or effectively as they hope. Years passed as the state's ideology machine continued to hammer in the belief that the country was on the very precipice of happiness after all. <laughs> in the 30s, all research stopped and the issues then categorized as a personal one, stemming out of some very perverse choices on par with alcoholism or prostitution. The USSR Constitution that appeared containing the, uh, the claim that the country was successful in establishing the foundation for a socialist society. Uh, then the, Stalin declared that the root causes behind poverty and unemployment had been eliminated. <laughs> the fight against homelessness then transformed into all-out rep repressions. The poor and the vagabonds were hunted and cast out of the big cities of practice that existed since czarist days, which contained a ban on particular categories of citizens in St. Petersburg and Moscow, but it was the Bolsheviks that really took the idea of expulsion from the flowering capital. It's referred to as eviction beyond the 101st kilometer. So they threw them out, okay? Uh, let's see. Homelessness in communist China. What do they got to say? Uh, says here in 2011, 2.4 million homeless adults and 179,000 homeless children living in the country. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Homelessness under Mao Zedong. How much homelessness was in, uh, uh, let's see. Homelessness doesn't exist in any period of the PRC since the foundation of 49 because the poorest people in China could still build a simple house. I don't know. Is that true? 
Uh, Mao had only one forever love in his entire life, and that person was himself. He did not love any of his wives. Okay, what does that have to do with... What does that have to do with... Uh, hold on, related. Um, whoops. Let's see. It says here... Um, not helpful. Okay. The Betty horrific childhood in China inspires a crusade against homelessness. Betty Chin doesn't sleep much each day before sunrise until well into the night. The petite woman in her 70s covers a lot of ground, tending to hundreds of homeless people living in homelessness in California. No, California. Uh, she seeks, okay, during the day, tired, chin. When I come to the United States, it was the first time I experienced people smiling at me and not knowing me. That just took me a, they just looked at me and smiled. That struck my heart. Uh, Chin says that after years of torture and abuse under Mao Zedong regime, it was America that gave her hope again. Now, a U.S. citizen, she's arrived in her late, in the late 60s and taken in by older siblings. Um, anyways. My whole point is, nobody, <laughs> nobody cares about homelessness. Scholars continue to reveal Mao's monstrosities. Asia, exiled Chinese historians emerge the evidence of cannibalism and up to 80 million deaths under the communist leader. Um, let's see if... The terrible period was China's 66 to 76 revol cultural revolution. Um, it is now believed that as many as 60 million to 180 billion people have died because of Mao po uh, policies. Let's see. Almost. That doesn't even talk about homelessness. Anyways, these guys didn't like homelessness. They didn't have a solution for the homeless. Nobody does. People hate homeless people because they think they understand who they are. But just like all stereotypes, they have no rationale for that, that belief. They have no rationale for that belief. So here, look. This is, uh, this is a new flyer that I'm putting out. It's called Middlebury Neighborhood Helpers. Do you have a job that needs done? We're here to help. Cheap! Light plumbing repairs, mowing, house cleaning, yard work, eviction cleanouts, car washing, inside car cleaning. Don't call that number just yet because the homeless people stole the phone. <laughs> I have a new phone on order. That phone isn't going to pick up. So uh, the phone's coming tomorrow. or Yeah, tonight or tomorrow. And I'll put it in. So the idea is, I, I think that like a lot of people believe that homeless people are just wastes of space. And, um, you know, I just hear particularly conservatives, Christian conservatives, no less. They're my favorite to hear how much they hate homeless people. It's just awesome. Awesome. Um, you know, like this woman, uh, let's see here. She's mad at me. She's mad at me for helping homeless people. 
And then my response always is, well, like, if you don't want me to help homeless people, let me see if I can find her. Uh, okay, yeah, so here. So this woman, okay, so here. This woman here wrote and said, um, I disagree with this. This, this guy, uh, Christopher James, is a conservative who wants to help homeless people in Akron, which is very cool. Yeah, she says, Christina says, I disagree with this, and I know Sage's groupies will have a conniption over my comments, but I'm just beyond caring about their nonsense. They clearly don't understand money, taxes, jobs, and reality. Okay. Um, interesting. Most of the chronically homeless are homeless by choice. So there's her first statement that she presents as fact. And I don't feel that it's up to taxpayers to subsidize lifestyle choices. Okay, let's just start with that comment, okay? Most of the chronically homeless are homeless by choice. Meaning they could go anywhere. They could do anything, but man, they just love living out in a tent. Choice is a weird word for me. Okay. Um, obesity statistics in the United States. Uh, it says here, obesity is a common, serious, and costly disease. The U.S. obesity prevalence was 41% in 2017 to March 2020. Uh, from 1999 to 2000 through 2017 to March 20, obesity prevalence increased from 30% to 41%. Uh, obesity-related conditions include heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes, and certain types of cancer, okay? The estimated annual medical cost of obesity is $173 billion. In 2019, uh, dollars medical costs for adults who had obesity were $1,861 higher than medical costs with people with a healthy weight. So I feel like when a person says... Homelessness is a choice. They are also saying obesity is a choice. Addiction is a choice. Um, uh, 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 alcoholism is a choice. And as a person who really enjoys like trying to understand other people's perspectives, I think I get what they're saying. You have a choice to pick up that fork, okay? Uh, why are you obese? Okay. Why did obesity increase 41%? Uh, it says here, what percentage of the U.S. is obese in 2021? 37.9% of men and 41.1% of women are considered obese in the United States. This is twice as many as three decades ago. Approximately 15% of children and teens are overweight. Three times as many as there were in the 80s. Okay? So this is what I think we're talking about when we talk about choice. People are choosing to be obese. Right? Isn't that what we're saying? Because I, I think it's in the same vein. 
People are choosing to do drugs. People are choosing to live in a tent. People are choosing to live with a, an abusive spouse. People are choosing all the bad things that happen to them, right? Now, there are things that, don't, that you don't have a choice in. I think some cancer, although if you got cancer because of lifestyle choices, then I would say that it does apply that you have chosen to get cancer. <laughs> you have chosen to die early because of lifestyle choices. I, I think, right? What... um. You have a mental illness. You choose not to stay on your medication. You choose not to seek treatment. Um, everything is free will, right? I think that's what this these the the people are saying that this is a choice. This is you have made a choice. Uh, to be obese, to be an alcoholic, to be a drug addict, to be homeless, okay? Which is an interesting perspective. Because then, if it's all a choice, why should anyone have to pay for anything? Why would there be any social services that anyone would pay for? You chose to not lift yourself out of poverty. You chose not to go to college. You chose not to graduate from high school. It's all a personal choice. Why aren't you rich like me? <laughs> Is your daddy rich like me? Um... Let's see. Hi, Shannon. Let's see what Shannon has to say. Shannon says, cheaper to buy processed junk. Try buying fresh. It is so hard to feed a family with fresh food. The processed junk gets you sick, and boom, on meds you go. Okay, so what Shannon is suggesting here is that maybe... Hi, it's good to see you, Shannon. Maybe obesity is not a choice. Maybe you are obese because of circumstances. Now, could you potentially not eat as much junk food, right? Let's say you can't afford fresh food. I guess that would be, I mean, what, <laughs> I'm just trying to put my head in the, a game of people that are, it's all your choice. Um, you could work harder. It's a forced choice. Interesting. Shannon's saying it's a forced, but that doesn't seem to compute. If it's forced, then it wasn't your choice, Right. You not eating, you eating too much. I don't know what your food, I'm not saying you, Shannon. I don't know your food situation. But I'm saying the collective you 
the 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 forty one percent, right? The forty one percent of women who are obese. Let's just call it the forty percent of Americans who are obese. Let's just for ease, right? It's thirty one thirty seven point nine percent of men, forty one point one percent of women. Let's just call it forty. The forty percent of um. Americans who are obese are obese because they are putting certain kinds of food in their mouth, right? Now, is it what Shannon is saying, a forced choice, that she goes to the store and the food that is affordable is like pasta processed foods, prepackaged foods, you know, like ramen noodles, for example. Ramen noodles are super cheap. Now, when I'm on a diet, I cannot eat noodles and rice. Noodles and rice are the number one ways for me to gain or maintain weight. Okay? I eat, you want to know what I eat? I eat... Um, spinach salads with grilled chicken and fresh vegetables. <laughs> and I have no idea what it costs. I don't care what it costs. Costs what it costs. Do you understand how that is not feasible for many people when i go on a diet i just go to sam's club or the grocery store and i buy a bunch of vegetables and grilled chicken and um whatever i want fish salmon do you understand how in my case, obesity would be more of a choice. And I've been obese. I'm currently at about 191 pounds. I'm six foot two, and I am in my range, at the very top of my range. But I have been 240, 245 pounds, okay? And it's not because I can't afford healthy food. It's because I have an addictive brain, and when I'm not... Um, drinking, which I haven't done in 19 years, or smoking, which I haven't done in 19 years, my go-to um, addiction is food. I love cheeses. I love chips. I love all, all food. I am a, I'm a pan eater. You know how some people are pansexual? I'm a pan eater. Just put it in front of me and I will eat the pan. Give me a pan of food and I will eat it. <laughs> I'm a pan eater. <laughs> you can be pansexual. I'm a pan foodist. Pan foodual. Pan foodual. If sexual, sexual, foodual. A foodist. I'm a food, pan food. I'll eat all the food in the pan. Give me a pan of food and I'll eat it. I love it. Now. Is it more of my choice because I can afford healthy food? I would like to say 
For sure. Now, for example, right now, I'm on an intermittent diet. Um, okay, cool. Shannon's going to give me some food budget numbers, okay? So let me just finish this, and then we're going to talk about her budget. Um, I can afford healthy food. It's not an issue. But I choose to eat all kinds of food. Pizza. Oh, my God. I don't even like to say the word. It's so good. And plus, I haven't eaten yet today. It's going on quarter to 2 p.m., and I haven't eaten yet today. I'll probably eat after this. I try to go till 3 o'clock, and then I eat something. 3 or 4, that's, that's how far I like to go. Because uh, why not? Um, so, is it more of a choice for me to be jamming my pie hole fill, uh, with food and becoming obese because I can afford um, healthy food? I would say it is more uh, like I, that does eliminate an issue, but I would also like to make the case that I am an addictive person. I suffer from addictive tendencies. I, a uh, raging alcoholic, uh, two packs a day of cigarettes. And when I quit that, you fill your life with other things. Like then I became a marathon runner and I ran um, three marathons. And uh, now I've found citalopram, an antidepressant medication. I'm on the top dose of that, apparently. I didn't realize that, 40 milligrams. And that helps a great deal. But I still find myself wanting to deal with my emotions and my anxiety and self-hatred through um, coping mechanisms like eating. So... Can you see how if I became obese, in which I have been, you could also understand that, I mean, yes, there's a choice, but I am not eating to live. I live to eat. <laughs> I love that statement. <laughs> Many of us do. And in fact, apparently 40% of us do it so much we are obese. I, maybe I'm too much of a softy, I would like to say that 40% of the country is obese, not because they chose to be obese, but because they are using food to cope with a very stressful life. Huh? Huh? What do you think? What do you think? Okay, Shannon says, say someone has two kids. The food budget is, we'll say, $120 a week. Buy fresh meat at four, $5 a pound for fresh burgers and vegetables. You get maybe enough to feed both kids and the adult has to take what is left. Buy processed and you'll have snacks and drinks along with main food. Okay, so uh, chicken, yeah, burgers are about five, chickens are three. Uh, Prepackaged, interesting. A burger is at $2 and chicken nuggets $3.99 a bag. Right. So, um, yeah. So, I would say that is a $120 a week with a family of four. Can you do that? Can you live on a hundred? Is my phone, my phone is ringing and I don't want it to decline. 
Okay. Um, is that a reasonable amount to live on these days? I have a 17-year-old. Um, I go to Sam's Club. I, I can't even... I don't know. I don't know what my food budget is. I don't have a food budget. Which is embarrassing. Um, white bread, 99 cents. Ah, there it is. Whole wheat. It's rough, but I do it and my son has texture issues. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's challenging. Um, so is it the three of you, Shannon, or is it four? Is it a family of three or a family of four? Um, so 120 a week. Let's go 120 a week. Let's open up a spreadsheet. Let's do it. I love my spreadsheets. I love it. I love it. Okay. So, um, okay. Let's do, um, weekly. Um, let's see here. Can I, at X. can I make it bigger? Oh yeah, I can make it. Okay. Is that better? I make it even bigger? 36. Good. 36. Okay, so weekly um food 120. Okay. Um let's call it just for fun 4 weeks. So that's just call it uh 4 that's 480. Let's just call it no, let's call it monthly, okay? Just so we can Okay, monthly food. Uh rent. Let's call that I don't know, can you find what's your rent? Is it like 800? Okay. Um utilities. Like okay. How about I mean, do you have to pay util water? Let's call water 80. Okay, this is Akron, all right. Um, gas and electric, let's just call that, I don't know, 120? How about 150, you think? Okay, what are we at now? Um, let's do, so that's, what are we at? Here, let me put it down here. Thumb this. So there's 1510. Okay. Um, food. Okay. So, okay. How about um, car bill? Car. Uh, a car payment. All that 300. Uh, gas. Like gas has really gone up. Car gas, I'll call it. Um. I don't know. 250. Okay. Seven. Now we're at 2060. Okay. How are we doing? Um let's see. Okay. Okay. And I drive my daughter to school's five days. So okay, so a week sixty-five. Okay. So alright, good. Let's just use because um, okay, so there are four of you. You spend three plus hours a week in coupons and tracking down sales. Okay, 
So let's do, let's just do, uh, let's do hers. So we're going to do rent was 500. Um, electric is 130. You have a car payment. Your um, gas, 65 a week. So we'll do 65 times 4, 65 times, times 4, 260. Oh, yeah, 250. I was close. 260. Um, okay. So let's see. Rent, water. Okay, 1450. All right, so let's say you have a job and it pays $14 an hour, okay? Um, and you work, do you, can you work for, can you work uh, 40 hours a week? 40 times, 40 times four is 160 hours, okay? So we go, we go this uh, times this. Okay, so now you are at uh, twenty-two forty. Okay, you make twenty-two forty. Okay, you own. Okay, oh good, 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 good. So you have a five hundred dollar mortgage. That's really good. Uh oh. Okay, eleven dollars an hour for fifteen hours a week. Okay. Let's do that, okay? Let's do 11 at 15 hours times four. Wait, yeah, 15 hours, that's 30, it's 60 hours, okay? Oh wait, uh, 11, um, 15, 30, so it's 60 hours, okay? So now, see, okay, so now you go 11 times 60, and now you're at 660, okay? So, um, so this was a $14 an hour job. This is a, an $11 an hour job. And now we're at 660, okay? Rounds out to 122 a week. Okay, 122 a week. All right. Wow. Because, okay, so 122 a week. 122 times 4. Okay. Okay. 122 times 4. Okay, so you're making 488 a month. Okay? 488 a month. Uh Is that right? Add an $800 income to the a month to that. Okay, I will. So, so we do 800. Okay, so we'll do on that this plus this. Okay, now we're at 1288. Okay? So, um Shannon has been really gracious enough to share like her real world situation. Um 480 a month in food, 500 in rent, 80 did we say water? Did you have water? 
Yeah, 85 in water. Let's go 85 in water. 85 in water. Okay. And electric is 130, right? Uh, car gas is 260. So she's at 1455. Okay. And that, if we subtract, we go some, we go this minus this. She's $167 in the hole every month. If everything goes perfect, perfect, okay? Okay. Uh, yep, and two donations. Okay, thank you. So you're doing, okay, 140 a week in plasma. Thank you, good. Okay, let's do that. Let's add that, 140 in plasma. So now, oh, now you're rolling in it, aren't you? Oh, you fancy. <laughs> okay, so 560, 560. Um, hold on, put 560 here. This is plasma. Okay, and that's how you make it. That's how you make it. Go 488. So now, you are, um, now you're 400 over. That's, so that's how Shannon makes it, okay? Now, so this is America, all right? Now, <laughs> yep, Shan says, oh yeah, the high life. I got an 11-year-old and a 7-year-old with special needs. And again, so Anne, she owns her car, she owns her house, okay? All right. So, Shannon is, I would say, doing great. <laughs> but this is the world of living paycheck to paycheck. Now, we could say, well, Shannon, why are you only working 15 hours a week? That was your choice. You see, and this is where I get, like, this is where, like, people from the outside that don't take the time to understand a person's life just start throwing on judgment. Well, Shannon, you could work more. Why don't you work more, Shannon? Why don't you get a higher paying job? They're paying much higher now. Why are you only making $11 an hour? I've seen payment for $14 an hour. Yeah, you're right, exactly. See, this is where it comes, yeah. So Shannon's laughing, yeah. She's made this choice. So. What I find is choice is a is a word, right? Like, um, ah, there it is. There it is. Thank you for saying this. No job will accommodate my son. There it is. You see, she has a special needs kid. And so she's working so that she can. Uh, and your daughter's school. 
So Sh Shannon is working, so it works around her kids. Okay? Now, is Shannon making a choice? I guess. I guess. But do you guys know the word trap house? Trap house. Okay, trap house. Um, this says a place where illegal drugs are sold. That's not, I mean, I, yeah. Um, so it's sort of that way. That's sort of it. But a trap house is called a trap because you're trapped in it. Okay. It's not just, hey, Jeanette. Um, it's not just because they sell drugs. Like, here's how a trap house works. You're buying your drugs, you're happy, and you know it, and um, you're, you're a little short this, this week, right? And you're like, you're trying to buy your meth, and your drug dealer says, you're like, hey, man, can you, like, uh, cover me this month or this week? I'll pay you back next month, next week. And your drug dealer's like, yeah, sure, man. I got you. I got you. And you can't pay it next week because you're still buying the same drugs. Now, now before you jump to conclusions, you guys are doing it with credit cards. That's what a credit card is. Hey, I want that thing. I'm going to put it on a credit card. And then next month, you can't pay off the credit card because you're still treading water. And so now you're just paying the bare minimum. You understand? What is the average credit card debt in America? $6,000, okay? 6,000, on average, Americans carry $6,194 in credit card debt, okay? Uh, Alaskans have the highest credit card debt, $8,000. What's the matter with you people up there? What's the matter with you Alaskans? Come on, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> so, a credit card company and a drug dealer are very similar because credit card, what is the average interest on a credit card? Oh. What is the average interest on a credit card? According to Forbes, in 2021, the average credit card interest rate in the United States on accounts with balances that assessed interest was 16.45%. 16.45%. What is an average interest rate for a home loan these days? 5%, which is kind of high. So do you see how you're being raped by the credit card company? On that $6,000 you got sitting there, they are raping you because they can. Now, back to my, uh, back to my trap house deal. Okay. So I want to thank you for writing so much. Uh, and I'll get back to your story here in just a minute. You can't afford to pay back your drug dealer this week. 
And in fact, you say, hey, man, can you borrow? Can I borrow a little more this week? And your drug dealer is like, yeah, sure, buddy. Here you go. And the next thing you know, you're in debt to your drug dealer. Now, I don't know if you've met many drug dealers, but they're not all uh, like Mayberry friendly. Okay. Drug dealers are no joke. They will kill you over $50. Okay. They will. <laughs> 100% of the time, they'll kill you over $50. So, but your drug dealer's cool. He's like, hey, man, I get it. Can I just move in for a while? I don't really have, my, my housing situation's bad. My girlfriend just threw me out. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you're like, yeah, yeah, of course, man. Come on down. And that's it. And now you can't get your drug dealer out of your house. Your drug dealer starts selling drugs out of your house. And then he starts moving his friends in. And that, my friend, is a trap house. Because you're stuck in your own house. Okay? Because what are you going to do? Tell the drug dealer to get out? You owe him. You're going to call the cops? You owe him. <laughs> and that, my friend, is what a lot of us get into, is a trap. We get trapped in obesity. We get trapped in addiction. We get trapped in, 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 in lives uh, that we maybe didn't anticipate. You understand what I'm saying? It's not as much of a choice as like people that aren't in your situation like to think it is. You see? You understand what I'm saying? Shannon is in her life doing I probably the best she can. I, and I think Shannon, in fact, is killing it. Shannon is killing it. Don't you agree? She's got two kids, one with special needs, uh, putting together a job. Uh, he's got an $800 deal and then putting in uh, $140 a, month, a week in uh, 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 plasma and is making it, is making it. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, you're doing amazing, Shannon. Uh, Shannon says, my son has 12, uh, has 12 different doctors and my daughter goes to the falls because she was attacked at an Akron school. So I guess it's my choice. There you go. I can choose to send him to a group home and send my daughter to a school she's terrified of and work hella hours and bank mega cash, but I choose to give them a decent life. Right. Right. You see? So that's, I think, and that's what these judges do. They sit on the, on the sidelines and they're like, it's Shannon's choice. Shannon's making these choices without really giving Shannon any second thought. They just drop some cruel, judgmental, uh, prickish statement on Facebook and then move on and then make Shannon feel like a piece of shit, of which Shannon is absolutely not. Marsha, Marsha, what is up? It is good to see you. And what I want you, I, I, 
I, I don't know. I, I mean, we all need to practice understanding people better, right? I mean, don't we? So, um, so like, for example, I have a friend right now who is really upset at me. Um, who, let's see, he's upset that, uh, I like to try to understand people like murderers. Um, so I'm not going to show you this because, okay, so Adam Lanza. Okay, so this guy's like, tell me more about how you can, uh, um, understand Adam Lanza. Adam Lanza was at Sandy Hook, okay? And uh, 20 years old, Adam Lanza shot and killed 26 people. 20 of the victims were children between the age of six and seven, and six were adult staff members. Now, this friend of mine has friends who were involved in this Sandy Hook elementary school uh, shooting. Okay, and um, so, um, you know, rightfully, they're outraged. This person is outraged, okay? But I will tell you that absolutely I want to understand um, Adam Lanza. Okay, here's Adam Lanza. Shot 20 first graders and six adults, okay? Uh, Adam Lanza is pleased to have shot his mother in the head at her home in uh, Connecticut before traveling to Sandy Hook. So uh, Adam was born in Ex Exeter, New Hampshire, former stockbroker and longtime gun enthusiast was Lanza's mother. Uh, said... Uh, uh, her, took her son to the gun range to avoid leaving him home alone, but she was responsible with weapons, unlike her son, who was quiet and socially awkward. See, there you go, quiet and socially awkward. There it is. That's, that's the first thing. Nancy was outgoing and made friends easily. Um, Lonzo was described to classmates as fidgety and deeply troubled. Okay? Deeply troubled. According to some of his friends, he also had been diagnosed with Asperger's. Uh, let's see. According to reports, okay, wait, the firings, Lonzi used, used an AR. Um, so, and that's it. Okay, that's all we know about this guy. Okay, but don't you hear this over and over again? Quiet, socially awkward. Fidgety, deeply troubled. Now, fidgety is a different one, but deeply troubled. You hear this over and over and over again. Now, I'm not trying to... So I think when I tell people, you know, we have to practice understanding, they're thinking that I'm trying to condone these people's behavior, which I'm absolutely not. Now, what I will tell you is I'm not outraged. I'm not... I don't want to murder... Lanza. I think he's already dead, but I don't feel that way. I don't feel that way. Now, maybe if he murdered my son, it would be different. And then how hypocritical would I feel? Um, I, so I, and I'm not, and 
while I'm practicing understanding, I would like to say that I also try to practice the understanding of people that hate these mass murderers. I just, I'm, because I would say they have every right to hate these mass murderers. I mean, they look, they come off as the, uh, the essence of evil. But don't we think that if, uh, my theory is this, that if we just chalk them up to evil, then how are we ever going to move forward? Well, he was evil. Okay, great. How do you fix evil? Well, you don't. Okay. Uh, get rid of guns. And that's what this guy, like, so he wants to get rid of guns, which is a cool idea. Like, let's just get rid of guns. And then Adam Lanza, whose mother was a gun enthusiast, wouldn't have had guns. And maybe Adam Lanza wouldn't have gotten a gun. I don't know. It said she was careful with her guns. I don't know how he got a gun. I'm not an expert on this Adam Lanza guy. Okay, I'm not. Obviously, he used a gun to kill the person. Now, I believe that there's no way in hell you're going to get guns out of the hands of Americans. There's something like 380 million guns in America, 340 million humans in America, more guns than humans in America. Uh, and when an American wants something, an American gets it. They want drugs, they get it. They want prostitution, they get it. You see what I'm saying? Americans are not the greatest law-abiding citizens of the world. Now, a Canadian, different. You're like, now, Canadian, give me your gun. And you'll be like, okay, here's my gun. Uh, I don't see Americans going that route. <laughs> Outlawing shit in America is a bad idea. Um... um <laughs> So, but for me, I like to understand my theory is, okay, what is it? Could we, could we potentially cut this guy off at the pass and be like, okay, here's a guy that looks like, uh, he could end up shooting up a school. And a lot of times when we look back, we're like, oh yeah, that guy had a lot of signs, you know? And I mean, and then we didn't do it. I mean, I just feel like, um, Mental health is a huge, huge, huge problem in America, and we're not doing anything about it. And if there's anybody on planet Earth that's crazy as fuck, it's an American. <sighs> Michael Long. Hey, Michael, says it's so easy to look at someone's life and make assumptions when you're not happy with your own. I think that's what it is. I think ultimately Michael has hit it. People are upset. with their They're angry and sad, and they're trying to um, uh, put those emotions someplace else and so it's easy to look and hate somebody else Jeanette says sometimes I wish I could run down my life to the critics so they can show me how to fix it so I can be free of the trap <laughs> yes and then uh, says Shannon says right let them come do it and see them run for their lives because they can't handle living the way some of us do yes that's it it's so easy it's so easy to just sit around casting stones which jesus was like hey man those without problems cast the first stone which i mean come on right why do we need to be so insistent on judging everybody yeah so uh and then jeanette says uh 
uh, yeah, you're right. Step right into my shoes with the money I make and then show me how to cover my expenses legally. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. So I, uh, judgment is just a fun pastime for people to do, but it's so poisonous. It's so poisonous and such a cheap shot. Such a cheap shot because it doesn't ever take into account imagining what, how a person got to where they got to. It's crazy. You can look at a homeless person and say, they're choosing to be homeless. Okay, I guess I see what you're saying, but you're choosing to be an asshole. Yes, I am, says the asshole. All right, um, could you stop that? Nope, I like it. Just like they like to be homeless. And I'm like, mm, I sort of don't agree with either one. I think you're actually uh, just mentally disturbed. For someone to love to just cast judgment on somebody says a lot about you. Like that you are an innately unhappy person. You're unthoughtful, uneducated, unempathetic, unhappy, probably depressed and anxious person. Untreated mental health issues. I mean, don't you think, like what kind of convoluted brain <coughs> just goes out and, 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 and is mean to people that they don't even know? You should lose weight. You should quit drugs. You should be not homeless anymore. Thanks. Thanks. You know what I hated so much? When I smoked, people would come up to me and they would say, Sage, you should stop smoking. And I'm like, no, no, I should stop. You're kidding me. I had no idea. No. Why? Well, because it's unhealthy. No, you're kidding me that cigarettes are unhealthy. I had no idea. It, it actually made me want to smoke more because I just was so pissed at the trite, superficial bullshit of a person that would say that to me. You should quit smoking. Oh, thanks, fucking genius man of the world. God, what would I do without your condemnations and judgment? Are you happier now? Have you done your good deed for the day telling me to quit smoking? I know, delicious smoky treats, right? Yum, yum, yum. I know. Uh... Jeanette said, I learned in college we were all two paychecks from being homeless. A hundred percent we are. The only thing that I think saves a lot of people is that they have backup people, that there's couches that they can surf, at least for a while. Um, uh, Jeanette, or Shannon says, I lost everything because I was judged to be doing well for any help. I was 15 years sober from heroin. Wow. And on the verge of relapse because I wasn't in an active addiction. I didn't get any assistance and lost my kids, my home, and almost my life. Holy fuck. I have a friend who lived seven months in a tent. She's working a really good job that I see her regularly. She's thinking about quitting the job because she makes too much money. Uh, to get services, but doesn't make enough money to pay for her life. It's um, this whole can't you like, because Shannon wasn't in active addiction, then she doesn't qualify for assistance. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 
So, uh, yeah, happens all the time, says Shannon. Um, I, I just, I get when you're angry. Like, you can hate a school shooter, right? But if you can't take the time to analyze the situation that led up to that, if your whole answer is get rid of guns, then you're as much to blame of a superficial solution as anybody else. We'll just get rid of guns. Okay, Einstein, thanks. Why don't I just quit smoking, quit drugs, quit alcohol, quit eating so much? You are a genius. Have you really thought about what getting rid of 380 million guns in America looks like? What does that look like? A buyback program? I'm not getting rid of my gun. Fuck no. I hang around drug dealers. I need my fucking gun. <laughs> I'm not getting rid of my gun. If they tell me that I have to get rid of my gun, the first thing I'm doing is not getting rid of my gun. I go out on those streets with everybody else that's packing, and you're telling me because I need to be legal? I'm... Well, we'll have no more guns. There'll be no more guns. Bull fucking shit. They've outlawed... Um, <laughs> Fentanyl, they've outlawed marijuana, they've outlawed uh, 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 meth, they've outlawed LSD. It's everywhere. There's no way we're getting rid of guns. So get me a better idea. People, I love you, I love you, I love you, I God damn it, I love you so much. You're amazing, Shannon. You keep doing you. You're amazing, Jeanette. You're amazing, Marsha. All of you people are incredible. I am in awe of you every day I meet you. You're the reason I fight so hard because, God damn it, you deserve somebody to fight for you. You work too damn hard in this meat, this meat grinder we call America. And you, you do you, people. I love you. Peace and light to you, Shannon. You're lovely. I'll see you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.